0: This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Do you find yourself juggling multiple websites and clinical tools as you care for your patients? NeoCarePal is a resource providing access to multiple clinical calculators in just one place. To learn more, visit NICUconnections.com backslash
1: NeoCarePal. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion
0: Um, okay, I had a paper in a totally different, uh, t- totally di- different sphere.
1: We need to change sphere okay. anyway, so that's good. <laughs>
0: um, I think this is a paper that people have been waiting for, and they're interested to hear. Um, but it's got uh, quite a quite a blunt title. Um, it's in the Journal of Perinatology, released this month. Academic neonatologist, a species at the brink of extinction? Question mark. Um, So this is the the lead author, um, Dr. Bishop, uh, who we know, who uh, we interviewed kind of part of the working group at the CHNC. Um, So that interview is also available. And I'm not going to read you this paper. Um, However, I think it covers a lot of the concerns that people are having particularly in academia. So this uh, increase in um, workload, increase in acuity, high administrative burdens, um, all of these things are increasing and and are, one, reimbursement, and two, clinical time um, are not being compensated adequately. So that's the first thing. The second thing is... um, Uh, discussing, you know, what counts as scholarly contributions, uh, what uh, does a a work RVU or a, a full time clinical equivalent the FTE? What does that look like? Uh, it's different uh, depending on where you practice, how you practice, and in, in areas uh, of the country. Um, so they were actually quite transparent. Um, the they provided here this UC Davis neonatology work hour calculations, which again we did discuss um how to how to use the work hour calculations in that interview at the CHNC um, and so I, I think um, people in the community are asking what what should my FTE look like how, what does that that look like in terms of uh, research time versus administrative time teaching time, clinical hours um, so I think that they gave a nice description here um, it shows also types of calls um, you know and other, nature of service type details um, that I think will allow other people to compare what their clinical time looks like. The other thing they discuss is really about neonatology as a whole, this concept about this financial inequity and the neonatology paradox um, that um, are we being compensated uh, less than our uh, big pediatric or um, adult colleagues for the same or more work. Um, and so I think that um, this is an interesting paper for people to review, especially because you may have questions about your own clinical time and, and how does that factor in. Um, I think it describes an ongoing challenge for everybody in medicine, uh, especially neonatology as we're pushing down the limits of viability, um, the complexity of patients that um, we provide interventions to, and yet all of those other things—administrative duties, uh, hospital committees—all um, of those things are going up. Uh, you know, a lot of support personnel are being decreased in hospitals, and those are, those jobs are are falling also on physicians. So. So I, I think it describes actually some problems in the entire community, not just the academic neonatologist. Um, we face many of these same change, challenges in private practice um, as well, I think. So I think it's an interesting article for everybody to look at. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I have <laughs> I know <thoughts>. you do. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting to see that... Um the the model is becoming outdated because of uh outside right. factors right i That's mean i right. think this is very interesting to see how well our hospitals are getting busier um we are working more and we're being asked to do many more things i think we're looking at the amount of burden that is placed on clinicians for documentation, mm-hmm. for presence at the bedside. And and these are competing with one another and there's only so many hours in a day. And when you say, hey, we need you to document more, be more present at the bedside, take on these six extra ICU patients. It's like, when during the daytime can I do this with still having time to go to the restroom, mm-hmm. right? It's like, people don't realize like yeah doctors sometimes you're like i haven't had a chance to go to the restroom like i haven't stopped and i need to, right i mean this is basic human needs right and yeah. and it's funny to me that there was it was interesting when that discussion came about regarding amazon workers that they were saying hey they're being asked to work so much that they don't have time to make it to the restroom and this is appalling and then, but somehow it's like, we often deal with this mm-hmm. where it's like, I want, like you want to go to the restroom, but it's like, hey, I got to go at this bedside. I got to like, it's just nonstop. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's, there's tremendous concerns. And then on top of that, you have the demands of research mm-hmm. where, and education. And I think to me that resonated strongly because we do a lot of work ourselves, right? We're, we're, we're clinical neonatologists and there are certain endeavors that are requiring more than muscle memory, mm-hmm. right? Uh, research is a creative endeavor. You need you need to be awake, yeah. you need to be fresh. Um, and I think some of the times like we're post-call and I'm like, I just can't do that thing because it yeah. requires some kind Attention. of brain power that I yeah. don't have. Same thing with teaching. When you teach, you should be present. You shouldn't be half asleep because you've been on like a 36-hour stint and it's like, it's very, very tough. And then when you combine that with the fact that Neonatologists are not getting paid nearly enough for all of this. Um, it's hard. You're looking at being an academic neonatologist in Miami, Florida. It is ridiculously expensive to live in Miami, Florida. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's making it not a very enticing path to follow. And unless something changes, it's going to be a problem. Well,
0: and that, and so, and that we're already there, right? Uh, we're seeing yeah. less people enter the field. Is it—is it these reasons or something else? I don't know, but this isn't helping for sure. <laughs>
1: 100%. Yeah. And and Satyan has talked about mm-hmm. this from a greater perspective in pediatrics in general. So I feel like as neonatologists, sometimes we're even a bit more fortunate than some of our colleagues. But still... Um, it's it's very stressful. It's a lot of work and I'm not exactly sure how this is gonna be sustainable. Um yeah.
0: But I do think there's this concept about, you know, our community's pretty small in terms of let's say our colleagues in the US, let's say, um, who yeah. have a kind of similar stressors, you know can we standardize what that looks like across the country and then say to hospitals like this is what this is what the standard is across the country um and will I, that help
1: i think unless until we have a uh, we have a discussion and a, a complete deconstruction and reassessment of how we measure productivity mm-hmm. in our field it's not going to happen because you cannot measure my productivity the same way you measure my wife's productivity in an office of cardiologists. Like it's just not the same, Mm -hmm. the same scale. It's just not like, right. You cannot talk to me about like, it's always the same. It's like, Oh, census is low. It's like, but isn't that good? (laughs) Isn't that what we're trying to achieve? Like, Oh, census, like it's, it's, it's always about the census, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, what are we, what are we trying to do? So it's interesting. Very interesting.
0: But it's a hot yeah. topic. People are always asking about it on all the social media platforms. They're talking about it, you know, in the in the workroom. So um, I think this is a nice place where you can go and um, get some information, get some a real example of uh, at least one, you know, division's. Clinical work hours and how they how they divide that, and, and I think I mean that's what really resonated with me when we we spoke with the group um, at the CHNC is that this concept of transparency and not just transparency from one uh, one um, unit to another, one division to another, just transparency within a division. I think that was really yeah. eye opening about how different even within a division for whatever. Reason whatever those factors are that one person's work counts more or less than another person's work.
1: So there's some shady things happening in some units. I'm just gonna. I'm I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say it. So
0: transparency is. I'm
1: gonna. uh, Yeah, I'm gonna end on a lighter note because it's kind of to me like talking about this. It's a a bit depressing. But I I think it
0: represents that there is a. A recognition of the problem. Yeah. And a shift. And hopefully, as a community, we can all work together to have better Mm -hmm. work life balance, which is not just good for doctors, but is also good for patients. Um, So I think that's very, very important.
1: Being uh, Dr. Daniel Rauch, who was my mentor in pediatrics, said having a liberal approach where you, you are monitoring things and you're not intervening is the most energy and resource-consuming thing you could do.
0: The uh, the Zen... And it's true. The Zen... zen Yeah, Zen-tensivist concepts.
1: But but when you're tired... And you get called and say that kid's bradying and this is happening. Like you're much more inclined to say, "Let's Just work, Let's work out. this kid yeah. up." Like I'm, I'm tired. And like, yeah, it's when you're when you're saying that, it's so true. We have all experienced it. You ask me something about a baby at the beginning of a of a 24 hour shift. You you present me a problem at the end of a 24 hour shift. It's not 100 percent clear that I might respond in the same manner because you're tired. You're like, I can't. I don't have the the mental bandwidth to keep to keep up. Anyway. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nicupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the dash incubator.org. You can also message the show on Instagram or X, formerly known as Twitter, at NICU podcast. Thanks again for listening and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.